first one will be Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 20 through 24. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shut the throat your shoulder by all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away. I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. And the second one is um, from Luke 23, verses 33 through 43. can be found on page 748. When they came to the place called the soul, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by passing lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said he saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine and vinegar, and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice about him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are being what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Side served with and was instrumental in a strict branch of the restoration movement. However, the Lord worked on his life and made some changes in his life. And in his later years, he moved to St. Louis and he ministered to those who were down and out. During this time, Ketcherside began to work with a group of teenagers whom he described as a crew of ripped off, long haired kids with a history of drug addiction. But he loved them, and he listened to them. And one by one, they were baptized into Christ. Well, an affluent member of the church he was attending asked, how are you making out with the hippies, those long-haired, sad-looking specimens that you've been meeting with? Carl said, those are not specimens. They are children of God. You are talking about my brethren in the Lord. Condescendingly, the man continued. He said, Well, they look like something the cat dragged in. Oh, why, they look to me like someone the shepherd brought home. The Good Shepherd. If you read the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus refers to himself 
as the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Psalm 23 is referred to as the shepherd's song. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The teaching of Jesus and that of the New Testament tells us that Jesus is the good shepherd who seeks out the lost sheep and dies for his flock. And this is in contrast to those who are not shepherds at all, but merely the hired helpers who have no personal concern for the sheep except as a source of work and therefore a source of income. And there went my mic. See if I can talk loud enough. But this teaching did not suddenly arrive on the scene with Jesus. Because you see, he was already known to those who were familiar with the Old Testament scriptures. And there's a whole chapter which contrasts the irresponsible shepherds with the one true shepherd. And that's Ezekiel 34, the chapter from which Cheryl read to us. Now, if you were to read the whole of the 34th chapter of Ezekiel, and we didn't do that, but we'll see that there are a lot of shepherd references that point to Jesus. Jesus here in the Old Testament. Jesus with the people who are in exile, because by this time, Babylon had come, conquered Judah, destroyed Jerusalem, and carried the people off. The sheep are scattered. They are without a shepherd to lead them. They don't have a shepherd to guide and care for them. And when the flock strayed, the shepherds did not go after them and did not try to rescue them. These shepherds were the religious leaders of Ezekiel's time. And they were the ones who were to blame for the spiritual distress of the people. Much in the same way that the religious leaders of Jesus' time did not care for the people, the flock of sheep. But listen again to what Ezekiel writes. He writes this in verses 11 and 12 of the 34th chapter. He says, For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and will look after them, as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So I will look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places they were scattered on the day of clouds and darkness. And again, verses 15 and 16. I myself will tend my sheep and have them to lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost. I will bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Okay. Does that sound familiar in some way? Does that sound at all like Jesus? It does, doesn't it? Remember the parable of the lost sheep that Jesus told? The shepherd leaves the 99 and goes and searches for the one that is lost. 
But consider what the good shepherd does for the sheep in John's gospel. In chapter 10. Ezekiel in this chapter is telling the people that God will send a shepherd to them. A shepherd that will care for them. And that shepherd is God's only son. It's Jesus. Verse 17 of Ezekiel 34 tells us, As for you, my flock, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will judge between one sheep and another. And verse 20, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. That sounds strikingly familiar to the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25. Judging between the sheep and the goats, between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. But then Ezekiel tells us this. He says, I will save my flock and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be their prince. Among them, I, the Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel is saying that the people will be saved. The people will have a shepherd. And the shepherd will be from the line of David. And that shepherd is Jesus. This is a language of promise. This is the language of hope. This is the language of salvation. God is bringing something new to replace the old. He will save his people. And God will do it with a new kind of king. A king that comes through David's line, one who would be true to God, one who would be the true shepherd. The true shepherd. We know who that true shepherd is. That true shepherd is Jesus, the Messiah, not an earthly ruler, but a heavenly one. Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd. And the people, when they heard Jesus say this, they knew he was taking those words directly from Ezekiel 34, and he was applying them to himself. But the religious leaders, they didn't want to accept it, of course. But they knew what Jesus meant. We as humans really match the description of sheep. Now, we didn't evolve from monkeys, but we can, if we can identify with any kind of animal, we can identify with a sheep. Look at the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. He says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. If we are left by ourselves, we will wander away, and we will get ourselves immediately into some kind of difficulty. And the Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd knows about our condition. He cares for us, because we are his sheep. 
Some of you may be looking for a shepherd to open the gate to you. Maybe you feel lost. Maybe you feel as if you strayed. Maybe you've been hurt. You're ready to enter in and become a part of the flock of Jesus to experience his safety, his healing, his protection. And you can do that just by calling in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus says that a shepherd knows the names of his sheep. And the sheep know his voice. Jesus knows your name. And he wants to save you. He wants to lead you. All you have to do is let him in. Give yourself over to him. For his voice is calling out to you. All of us who live for Jesus are to be shepherds of one another. We are called to bind up the wounds, carry each other's burdens, bring back into the fold those who have strayed. Our ministry to each other and to the world follows the example of Jesus' ministry. Jesus was the shepherd during the ministry here on earth. He was a shepherd during Ezekiel's time. He is our good shepherd, even today. He cares for us. He comforts us. Let us give our praises to our Savior and our good shepherd. Let us pray. Lord, you are the good shepherd. And your word says that you feed us in good pasture. And this means that you will bring us to good places in life, to the blessed places to feed, spiritual and emotionally. Lord, we know that you feed us and you help us to lie down. And it is in you that we find rest. For you seek what is lost and bring back what was driven away. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 405, and we will receive our harvest of hope offering during the singing of this hymn.